This DJ and TV show is sponsored by DJ Event Planner, Electra Voice, DJ Trivia and DJ Bingo, ProX Direct, NLFX Pro. Promo only. Odyssey cases. Perfect portals. JMOS lighting. Instant DJ requests. And our DJ and TV insiders. This is John Young from DJN TV. Thanks for watching. It is Monday night. It is nine o'clock, and uh, thank you very much for taking time out of your night to join us, John. You're getting back into those old, old habits. We were talking. We're talking, Elson. We're live. What? what? what, what no huh? countdown. No. No. Three, two. No, okay. Just, just run. Just Boom. run and go. Oh my goodness. I need that. Oh need goodness. that. You know the little sign in the background. You know that does the live. That'd be cool. You were trying to get a jump start on the competition. That's right. I wanted to be because ahead. you knew when the time was coming, and we did. I wanted to make sure that everybody. Can we have the countdown ready. clock, please. Yeah, <laughs> the countdown clock on. I need to know when when I'm live. Yeah, I, I'll try it. I'll try to if do I better. I can put on time. the personality. <laughs> Just sitting here complaining. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm tired of this positive stuff. I need to get rid. Get my. Tell me when we're live, John. So we can be negative. That'll be great. What's going on, man. Just tell me when we're live. Oh yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us. We got some folks in the chat room that are coming on. Thank you, thank you very much for being with us this evening. Uh, so yeah, we've got a couple of couple of things we're going to hit tonight. Uh, the main topic, of course, topic talking about competition. We'll kind of dig into that a little bit, and um, and and we've got our next DJ and TV training night that's going to be coming up in a few weeks. Uh, for those of you though that missed the last one. This past weekend, uh, you can still go out to djntv.com slash virtual expo, and it'll take you right to the uh, current one. Uh, we'll reset it the week before for the next one. But this past weekend, and, uh, I ended up having four people who watched the thing and were like, this was so awesome. And they had gotten some tips and such from uh, from from some of these people that were talking and sharing from that. So it's really kind of cool to be able to see that people are, are connecting and saying, you know, hey, this makes... Some of the things I've been thinking about, how to keep myself from going crazy, it may, it helps to see other people having those same, doing the same things or to going the same direction when it came to um, not burning out as a DJ. So that was kind of cool. Cool indeed. <sighs> so gentlemen, tonight, let's talk about competition. MJ, did you have a disclaimer? Before we get started, I just when you said let's talk about the competition, I just went into LL Cool J. Mama gonna knock you out lyrics. Yeah, I <laughs> think I'm gonna bomb a town. Get down. 
So, so for tonight's show, one of the, th- the reasons that we jumped, we're going to be talking about this is this has been a discussion that's online, and it has been literally since I think the very first time I heard this talked about at a DJ convention was in the late 90s, when people were starting to talk about uh, raising rates, and you can't raise rates because there's too much competition. And it was thrown out from the stage by one of the speakers that I don't have any competition. There's no competition. There is plenty of work for everyone out there. There's no need to, for us to be competing against each other and undercutting each other. Go into it, as he said, with the idea that, that these are not competitors. These are colleagues. And that you are unique in what you do. And you are there just isn't anyone who is competing with you for, uh, for, for events. So, guys, I wanted to kind of look at it and, and, and get your thoughts on this, um, that concept that there isn't, you do not have competition. And you're going to both, you're going to come at it from a different perspective because obviously, Dan, you've, you've, you're more the wedding mobile guy. And MJ, you're kind of more doing the club, st- the club type work. How, when someone says that you don't, you know, in essence, you don't have, there is no one who is competing with you like that for, your, for business. What's your gut your gut response? Go first, Dan, because I have to find something. <laughs> oh boy. So so first off, I'm gonna say absolutely hundred percent there is. And, and and I'm going to I'm gonna take it I'm gonna basically use kind of when I started. So I'm gonna talk about the bar scene for just a brief moment. There was absolutely competition and it was a race to the bottom for for that. And because there was only so many bars that was willing to have DJs in them and pay anything beyond a bar tab that it suddenly became just a race to the bottom. All right. So now that aside weddings, you know, there's definitely competition right now, how you treat the other person, how you view the other person. I, I do agree with that concept that they are colleagues, right? You know, there, there are DJs that I work with locally that I consider not just colleagues, but I also consider friends. Like we, we will talk, we'll be, we'll toss ideas back and forth. But when it comes to a Saturday in, you know, October, well, let's let's let me throw that out because everybody and their brother could have one in October. If the, when it comes to a Saturday in August, I'm competing against them for an event. Sure. Right. I did not have a wedding this past Saturday. In fact, most of the month I didn't really have one. So, you know, when it comes to that, I was competing against people for that now whether i ever got a chance to actually go after the event or whether you know people searched and just didn't find me before they found somebody else but it's always looking for um there people are you're always competing against them to get that job now that's that's where i view it definitely is there okay good good angle from the mobile side mj did you find your yes here's the thing to keep in mind Wise man once told me there are billions of people on the planet you can be replaced and most likely will be from one time to another. So to say there's no competition probably means you're getting beat already or you just don't care or whatever. Because I found my low point in the DJ world when it came to competition. And I'm going to show you a picture of my competition that literally took three DJ's jobs. Three, not just mine, two others, okay? That replaced (laughs) three DJs in a club that holds hundreds, hundreds of people. 
And for don't those, ever think that you can't be replaced. Don't ever think that you are that special, okay? Because no one is. Every kid with any sort of laptop and a $50 computer is buying for your gig because you never know who's going to be cheaper. And if it isn't that DJ with the $50 controller, it's the one with the $250 controller or the $500 controller or the $1,000 controller. But they're bidding for your job. Wedding guys, young guys are bidding for your job. They know how much you make. $50 for beer is a lot of beer money to a young person. But if they can take your wedding for $500, they're going to take your wedding. So you always have to play the one-up game. There's always competition. And, and later on, John, I want to get into that special type of competition we talked about at the end of the show last week. Because I think that's also very important. Okay, I'll make a note. <laughs> Was that too much at once? No, that, that's good. Um, I, I think it's important. So, so we're going to go with this. And I'm just going to notice Brian's comment. Uh, Brian S. Red, thank you very much for tuning in, man. Uh, but he says, does Lizzo have competition? How about the Rolling Stones? Yes. They have competition. Now, I think it's very easy to say. Is there another one of them? No. But do they have competition? Absolutely. Okay. <clears throat> when was the last time Rolling Stones had a number one hit? Who wants to go look it up? Uh, I don't because know. after the last time they had a number one hit, everybody after that was their competition. Simple as that. That's, that's just, yeah, when it comes to selling music as an example. Now, I'm not saying they can't make money at what they do. But competitions after that. Mm -hmm. If you just want to stay in this one little niche, which they do, they have their audience, that's what they're going to have. I mean, I got to open up for Martha Reeves in the, in the Vandellas. How, how many years ago would that have filled a big, giant thing? And it had about 200 people in it when I opened for her. Things change. She was still kicking it on stage at 80-some years old, oh belting out songs... I was like, my goodness, she really did a good job. But, you know, like I said, it's it all depends on what you see competition as. I think maybe we maybe we should define competition. And I, and I think that's a we, we could definitely go and kind of narrow it down. But I think that there's so many little nuances of it. And that's really what I wanted to hit tonight is that that it isn't a a cut and dry. And I think that there's there's not only percentages variables however involved with that but i think there's there's times where it's it changes and let's let's jump back to the rolling stones situation the rolling stones when it comes to do selling out a a, a major major uh, uh, arena are probably going to do a better job and will probably be booked at some of these bigger arenas way ahead of when lizzo uh, would be booked as a solo act type of a situation both are very good and very talented but one is going to have a, a a different draw, and to a point of filling the down in Minneapolis, the only one who's really can fill the the arena down in Minneapolis better is Garth Brooks. Otherwise, uh, the Stones have been one of the biggest uh, acts uh, that, that has filled and sold the tickets the fastest, you know, in the last twenty years. Just just how it's been. How how, how well in competition to the Rolling Stones and who'd you say Garth? Yeah, Garth Brooks or Art. Yep. Do they compare to like a monster truck rally or a NASCAR race? Um, 
they, they'll have a few people or they'll have a crowd, but they aren't as uh, they aren't as big as they once were up here at least. Okay. So it's just uh, it's just that they no one does no one is who they are, and that that really becomes that. So the Rolling Stones don't have any competition being the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones do have competition when it comes to headlining a major at a major venue. You may have a community that the Rolling Stones just wouldn't work, and instead of them coming and being able to come in there and be the the main act and the biggest act of the year, maybe in this community, maybe Garth Brooks is the biggest act to come through the community. What, what I was pointing out was that arena sells out how many times a year? Who sells the most seats? Is it a sporting event? Is it a race? Is it something like that? I mean, obviously, I mean, because the sports that are there on a mo- but for one night standalone only, it's generally- that's what I'm saying. One night, one night of tour coming in to do monster trucks or or yeah, it's, or it's a thousand different things come in there. So every one of them is your competition. Exactly. Yes, that are going yeah. to be. It's not just I. When I look at that, I look at the, the stadium. People are paying for the stadium. So who makes the most money all year at the stadium at single hits? And Garth it, doesn't even come here, as far as I know. I don't know. Yeah, but, could I mean, be a market that's not not conducive to do what he needs to do. Whereas some markets, he you know yeah. put up a show, sold it out. Put up a show, sold it out. Put up a show. What, what I don't remember could have even been Minneapolis a few like years five back. Five nights in a row. It was eleven okay. nights is one one place that 11, I had. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that there was just he continued to add. But I think you know looking at it is is we can br- break that even down farther to the point of that Garth Brooks in concert is competing with movie theaters he's competing with any t- any place where people want to spend their entertainment he's competing with disney plus to to a point and i think that that if we look at it when we're running our businesses we're not just competing against this that or the other we're there's a lot of different things i mean even we as entertainers at, at weddings we're competing with the things people see and what they experience because that changes the reality of what they're expecting and the, the the time that they're expecting to have at an event because just doing something simple and, and playing background music type of thing, which might have been acceptable 30 years ago, is no longer no longer going to work because we are competing with other entertainment other entertainment methodologies that people have been experiencing. And all of a sudden they're they're wanting more from their DJ entertainment type of a situation. Yeah. It, competition it's in the wedding world can be up lights. Lighting. Yes. You could lose to someone who just, they have no talent, no, no skill, but they have money to put into lighting. And very, that's very true. There's a, a DJ company up in Fargo that, uh, they had horrible DJs. They, the music side of it was terrible, but the person who owned it had a hundred thousand dollars into a light show. And that's what they did. He, they went and they put in this big light, or did this big light show, and uh, they were, you know, he was good DJs who could mix and do their thing. Were competing against a hundred thousand dollar light show that was coming in at a price that they couldn't touch. Lighting was their competition. Dan, you were going to say something super important. I don't remember now. I do remember the like I saw. I still remember when I bought my photo booth, like I got it because I was losing out on DJ events to, you know, to others that were in my market because they had a photo booth that they would sell. Not because they were selling at some huge discount, not because their DJ services and their photo booth were cheaper than mine and not even to the point that they couldn't get a photo booth someplace else and my services and come in at the same price that they were paying this other DJ 
but because they wanted to buy them both in the same spot. That was, that was what, that's what it boiled down. Because I even drilled him. I'm like, you, he will rent it separately. Like you can have me for the DJ and have him for the voter booth. And because he has a couple of them, it, 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 that, that can happen. No, we're, we want somebody that can do both. And I think that's one of the, the areas in which it becomes dangerous when we are, when we completely embrace that I have no competition, which talent wise, there's only one John Young out there with the talent and does the things that I do. I get that. But if I get that in my head that it's, you know, that I'm, I'm better than sliced bread type of a situation and not paying attention to the feedback Dan was getting, you get to the point where you start to not work on your business and not be proactive and, and changing and tweaking and modifying so that you can stay up on top. And I really, I think that's one of the biggest uh, concerns I have when I see people talking about, oh, I don't have any competition. I'm doing a great job and everyone loves me. It's a really, 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 you know, slippery slope to get there because when you get to that point, sometimes you don't react and don't treat your business in a way that's going to continue to allow it to be successful. And once you've gotten to the point where you think you're all that in a, in a box of rocks, that's generally when you start to take that uh, slide down the hill. I think we've got to also be careful because it could, we could also find ourselves in a slippery slope of trying to mimic our competition or, or trying to copycat our, our competition. You know, the, there's a lot of, there's a lot of DJs right now that are, are jumping in, you know, the social media content game. And I'm going to call that in that aspect of, you know, well, so-and-so did that and so-and-so did that and so-and-so did that. So I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. And they're not the type of people who can pull off what the other ones are. And, and so the one thing that you've got to be careful of is to say, well, uh, you know, the competition is doing this. So I'm going to go do that because of it. You know, yes, maybe you, you definitely need to maybe emulate some of the things that they're doing, but it needs to be you. It needs to be your personality because that's how you're going to set yourself apart from the competition, not by making yourselves that same competition. Very good point. Very, very good point with that. Um, I think we should uh, let everybody know that, that that John and I play this game during the thing here, and we read the comments that are coming up on the chat and try to figure out what the comment was referring to <laughs> who we were talking about. <laughs> 30 seconds, 45 seconds ago, yeah. So we apologize if you do say something very relevant and good and we don't get to it because at least me, I think John does better than I do trying to figure out what you were, what that was tagging towards. But um, I want to bring up the area that I talked about last time about competition. Mm -hmm. And this, I think, is at least for me, is one of the biggest things is you can be in, in reverse of competition. You can be your own worst enemy. And that's that is competition, too, to where you can you can you can beat yourself out of the game. By getting in your own head, getting in your own space, doing what Dan said about trying to be like someone else and not being you. Because if you're getting hired the way you are, apparently there's something about you people like. You know, accept that. It may, may be hard for you to accept people liking you for the way you are. Um, but that's could be, you know, being more you could get you more jobs. So you can be your own worst competition sometimes. And you have to, if you are, you have to realize that. And that's a tough thing to kind of like, fess up to i think i think that's a, a great direction because that, that's where ultimately my my little thesis that i wanted to have tonight is that there's times where you're going to you need to acknowledge and understand that there's competition and learn from that aspect of it and there's times where 
you don't have, you can truly look and say, I don't have any competition. My, my breakdown of this is that when I'm coming to sell my services, that I want to sell my services and talk about what I do to clients and such, like I don't have any competition. That what I do as John Young as a wedding entertainer is so unique and I can work, we're going to do something so cool and so fun and so much you that no one else can do what I'm going to do to help you make your day special. That type of a mentality that, that I am that, that person who can do that for you and no one else can. That's the idea of, of when you're selling that, no, you do not have any competition who can do what you do. When it comes to putting the business together and doing the back end of it and the behind the scenes not selling time, oh yeah, now I've got I've got competition from other DJs. I've got competition. I mean, right now, truthfully, with weddings, my biggest competition right now is bands. We're back to that. Uh, and and I, I, I thought you were going to say your biggest competition was your son. No, 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 <laughs> no. He's uh, he he and I do do two different types of shows. Very very distinctly different shows, but it's there's there's a change and at one time you know we did some things to compete and and to give a different flavor from bands way back in the day and now i'm starting to look back and say gosh do we need to start doing that again because we need to be able to add an element that that gives people the feel of that Whatever. how many times have you seen in your history of djing it go band dj band dj it started out bands were things dj were the the uh the the basically the the ugly side of the industry, whatever you, the bands hated DJs and DJs were coming in and taking all their gigs. So that, that went until the, uh, about mid nineties. And then the DJs kind of, kind of got into their little area where we were taking 90% of the weddings or doing 90% of the weddings. And there really wasn't much competition. Bands were off doing their thing. And the smaller bands who were, weren't big enough to do weddings, they, you know, were doing the small bars, whatever. But there was, there wasn't that, that, um, competition because weddings just were not hiring bands at that time. But I think because of some of the entertainment options today being Spotify or Apple Music or Amazon Music where people can go and play these these curated playlists that somebody's put together of whatever their favorite music is, the idea that people have looked at that and said, well, gosh, I can play that kind of music at home. Let's get to something different for our wedding. Let's get a live band who will play those same exact songs, but they're going to play them live. So let's get that. I think we're, we're running into that situation right now um, with that. So, you know, I'm, I'm having to pay attention to the competition from digital music services that are that are what people are listening to on a daily basis. And even, you know, paying attention to some of the the radio things, how radio stations are trying to evolve and fight and, and get into that competition for their their entertainment ears. And then I have to see you know, what bands what are bands doing that are, are getting it, which bands are the ones that are, are doing multiple weddings because people are really enjoying what type of shows they are doing. You know, at one time, Johnny Holm, uh, he's got the, a variety band and he's been doing this since the sixties up here in the upper Midwest. At one time we, I went to see his shows to see, it's like, why is he so popular? It's because he's a DJ with band instruments. He played and they had tight sets and they were, they were literally going from song to song, beat mixing their music and they were great at it. But it's like, Okay, so they just are really good DJs because it sounds like the actual album edit. They're singing the album version of it. It's not like they're adding anything to it, but they're blending them. You know, they're beat mixing and going from song to song to song. Yeah, they have, there's a couple bands here that just they're as as a DJ. I listen to their transitions and go, that was good. You know, they just know how to switch keys and move on to stuff. Um, 
that's that's again if you if you can do that that's about entertainment mm -hmm. you can keep an audience's attention um i don't know if there's a lot there that that can be a comp you know competition for you someone's ability to keep a crowd's attention and that could be someone on a microphone because we have a lot of guys in the business are very good on a microphone other guys do it other ways so and that's the thing is if you if you're not paying attention to what's going on around you are that you know is is microphone becoming a bigger thing or is beat mixing becoming a bigger thing in your area if we're not paying attention you can it'll it'll life goes pretty fast and then it'll go right on by type of thing i think it's that nowadays the competition is djs who um use software that does its own mixing <laughs> wait 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 I know you use software that does it. I know virtual sense. DJ with that. But uh, it, it can do it. All, I but I do it. The other one you can't do it. It does it itself. It does nothing but it itself. I don't know its name, but you know guys out there with that. As, yeah. as much as I, I bust on things, there's guys out there who have that that they don't literally have no DJ skills whatsoever and get jobs because of the software's ability the yeah, same way i know D dj on the ipad who, is is really starting to take over and they should they should do something about i that. look at even guys let's say you have a competition another person in your area that has the exact same lights as you do but they have really good uh um dmxing skills they can up you just on that you know the weirdest things you have to look at i've always said this is a business of one-upmanship whatever way you want to talk about it presentation uh uh what do you, you know like client interaction there's always that one-upmanship to do something better than someone else oh well, i think it, it go ahead, it's Dan. also important like you know i'm seeing some of the some of the scrolling through the through the chat and and brian again talking about you know the fact that in, in some ways we're using the word competition and and kind of almost as a as it's a threat but but in a way it is because this is this is a you know a game that you know that we're playing with the idea that we need to stay at what we're doing we we can't be complacent we can't let it just go by the wayside we have to treat it as if it's a threat now whether that means it's a threat meaning that they are going to take all of our jobs or a threat that we can't be just even kill we've got as MJ said we've got to step our game up now. I think it's very we've got to be very careful though that you don't take the idea of one one upping as that controller that finally came out last week that we we got to go buy that or you know the latest light that was there that's that's how I'm going to one up myself because you can quickly find yourselves in a different situation because as MJ said that person down the street has the exact same light as you, but guess what? They know how to use it. All you did was buy it and stick it and hit sound active, you know, and, and using those kind of things prevents you using those types of excuses prevents you from really improving yourself to, to, to take that next step so that you are keeping yourself honest and keep working forward to make yourself better. Here's something that I think people don't take into consideration as much as they should, competition-wise. Again, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a very competitive person. So when you mentioned this topic, I was like, oh, I got to be careful not to like talk too much tonight because I'm like, really into it. But um, how you look, if you don't take care of yourself, you're losing to competition because 
people want to look at a pretty person. I'm sorry, they just do. Um, and they I don't watch our show. That's why, that's why they tune in. Just, <laughs> um, but no, seriously, that if you just don't care how you look, and I don't mean necessarily you wear dirty clothes, but if you have a guy down the street who's doing stuff to look in shape and is able to move around more comfortably and, and interact with people without you know bumping things with body parts and knocking them off tables, um, that's part of it too. When I say one-upmanship in this competition, everything and everybody is vying to get my job whether it's subtle forced taken by them or me giving it up by not trying very hard mm -hmm. all of that is competition to me by me not doing the right posts on social media me not see here's my biggest competition is i hate interacting with people online so somebody else can interact with someone online and they go i just like him better he's got a better personality and hire them for the event. So everything is part of this. Again, if you just do it for a couple dollars a week and a weekend, you know, just do it. But if you really want to make a dent in the world with what you do and leave your mark, everybody and everything, including a 30-pin iPod, is your competition. It definitely can be, and and I think you know Dan said when he was talking a little bit about the threat that Brian mentioned is. I don't think there's a situation we're looking at where, as an established DJ, that everyone's going to take all of our shows. I think it becomes a, a concern of looking at the competition and paying attention to them is to be aware that you could lose the point of viability with your business because you're doing so few of shows. And there is a, a concern to that. And many DJs don't know where that point is. Is the point of viability for your DJ business 10 shows? If you get under 10 shows for the year, have you gotten to the point now where where it doesn't pay to run the business or have a business. Is it 20 shows? Is it five? Whatever it is. But that point of viability is you're going to have that somewhere. Whereas just because you have been around, you're going to book some people. There's going to be some people out there who know you, refer you, and, and love you from the past. So it's not like you're not going to be able to still do shows or you're, they're not going to take them all. It's not that. But the the growth for future to be able to, to book cold calls once in a while or to be in a place where people will see you and say wow that person is unique and fun i want to get a card from them um, that's really where paying attention to what others are doing what's going on out there uh, looking at other entertainment ideas to see what they're doing because again when they're entertaining people and we're entertaining people so to a point they're not a threat or anything to that effect but they are competing to entertain people so what can i learn from what they do that might be something I can I can bring into my style and make what I do better. I had a point I was going to make, and I forgot what it was already. You probably are waiting for me to come up with my list of uh, of, of the negative things that happen when you when you you know get have fooled yourself into thinking you don't have competition. So, John, I made a list. what happens? When you fool yourself into thinking that you have no competition. Well, let me just Great question, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Thank I, I've you. got thank you. I think I've got a couple of ideas on this. First, of course, we've been talking about this. You end up having that lack of drive to improve your your business and to grow as an entertainer. Uh, when when you kind of ignore the competition idea that you don't have it, you start to not pay attention to local trends of what's going on, whether in the industry or even in your local market. And that's a that's a uh, a problem. 
uh, you'll have a disconnect with some of the prospects who are going to be saying, hey, we saw these really cool things or we know these things are happening or have you have you seen this? And we like, you know, hey, what I do is so great. I don't need to change or adjust or even add anything to what I do. So you would, you're going to have a disconnect with your 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 uh, prospects. You're going to you can start to develop arrogance and arrogance doesn't always come across very well. Then that leads to depression. Then that leads to declining skills and abilities. Then that leads to drinking problems. Then that leads to weight gain. Then that leads to old age. And then you become the bitter, grumpy person in a rocking chair on the front porch. Yeah. When I was a kid. Wow, that progressed fast. When I was a kid, was a we didn't list. have. It was a great list. When I was a kid, we didn't have any money to give each other presents. We'd sneak into someone's house, steal something from them, wrap it up, and give it back. It was great. We liked it that way. That's what my kids do for Christmas. That's kind of a weird thing, but that's what they do. How <laughs> do you think I get all my great gift ideas now? <laughs> exactly. Um, I want to. I want to throw something into that. Dan, do you have something? Because you might have something more relevant than I do. I just have nope, a feeling you do. No. Nope. Because my thing I was going to say before, I think would create a stopping point in that quick dissension <laughs> of that downhill is. This is where I think people come up with that phrase, there is no competition. Because we all have to define what we consider success. And if you are doing what you think is successful, you could say, and maintaining it, you could say there's no competition. I'm achieving what I want to achieve. I have a friend, his goal is to only DJ enough a month to pay for his truck payment. So he works a day job, just wants to make sure he makes his truck payment every month. Someone else, it literally can be, if I have a single night off, that's bad. Not even if they need the money. If I have a night off, that's a bad thing. Success could be, this is one of my determinations of success, that I get to pick and choose the jobs I take. That I just don't take them because I need them. I pick the ones I want. So if I'm doing that, then I'm going to say, I'm very successful right now. Where someone else would be like, but you have three three nights off this month, you know. So, I, where in that quick dissension of things does a person label their success in a way that can hurt them? Because you, does that make sense? No? Yeah, no, it does. No. I was gonna say one of the things I also think that that creates that problem with just even that dissension is that. It, it comes from exactly as MJ saying, not having an understanding of, of what you deem as being success or even just being profitable, being being doing what you want, but not having a plan for your business, not having not having that idea of what you want out of your business and then not tracking your business to, to determine that. Now, an easy way to track is I want to be busy on every, you know, from the mobile side, I want to be doing weddings every Saturday from April through October. And anything outside of that is a failure. Then you're going to have potential problems along the way. And, but it's also going to be easy to track. But if you're, you know, if you're looking at something within the standpoint of, well, in order for me to consider this to be successful, I need to have a profit margin of this, and I need to make sure that I have this many calls coming in, and you need to make sure that this many contacts are being sent out, and potentially this many contracts, like you have your business defined. Then, if there is a slip, you start to analyze what is going wrong. You use the data to then 
figure out that next piece that keeps you above that bar, that keeps you pushing forward, that keeps you relevant, that keeps you to where the only competition is yourself. Not because there isn't competition, but because you are the driving force to make yourself better. Well said, Daniel. Thank you. I'm going to take a drink. <laughs> make a sip. <laughs> so defining success, that, that's an interesting, an interesting direction to go with this because it, it, it can vary so much. And I think that's, that's a part that I think sometimes we get caught up in is that I see the success Dan is having where he's, you know, doing all these, these dances with people standing on top of speakers and, and doing all this. And that looks like a great party. And I might define success as those awesome parties that Dan's throwing. And then I look at my own parties and say, wow, my people don't dance on the speakers. My parties just suck. And I'm defining success by someone else's abilities or standards compared to making it my own personal uh, success in a situation. And I think that's tough because when we go and, you know, we, we're, we're doing videos and such and talking about things and are going to conventions and learning from things, you know, we try to, we almost become very homogeneous in our, our definition of success that, you know, we've got to have a profitable business. Well, technically for some people, that's not important. In our business at my side of it, it's how many, um, how many uh, uh, Instagrammable moments do you have per weekend? It doesn't matter if you make a thousand dollars for an hour's worth of work. Was that? Did you have? Do you have pictures of a crowd going crazy in front of you that you can share? You know, because you've found out that that leads to people liking you, not success. People can identify again. Your competition can be you. So if you set your goal of success of being liked online and don't make any money from it you have just beaten yourself by not having good goals be your own worst competition by picking the wrong idea of success yeah very true yeah and getting into the whole goal setting and and being able to measure which we were kind of uh, alluding to in this part of this this talk tonight is is a big part of of moving forward beyond the point of identifying that there is competition and now let's move forward and be and develop something that's successful. You've got to have those, those goals and understand who you are and, and goals that are, will pertain to you as a person. Can, I've seen many guys go into clubs and say, I will DJ here tomorrow night for free open for you. If I can bring my video and photography guy, just so that they have photographs to then send out. Cause nobody knows, but the owner that they're doing it for free. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken cheap jobs for that before because <clears throat> I know they're they're a good photograph moment that I can use for years. And I think that's also a, a point to kind of recognize, you know, wh whether it's that aspect or whether it's another one where, you know, John says, I, I, I'm, you know, he, he's looking at he's looking at my posts and seeing how I got somebody up on a speaker and had them going. What he doesn't know is that the the angle of my camera was so close that the only people you saw was the three that decided to get up on my speaker while the whole other place was empty. Camera you know? angle. And, and so was, exactly the camera angle or the close view or something like that. And I think sometimes we can beat ourselves up trying to be like insert celebrity DJ here um, when 
all we know is what we see and what they share. Mm -hmm. Good point. You know, and, and so I think what, what it becomes important is yes. It, it, if you see consistency throughout, there's probably some things to be learning from them. Okay. But if all you're seeing is something very similar, something almost staged to something, you know, something to where you're not seeing the whole picture, you know, take that with a grain of salt and stop, you know, stop trying to keep up with the Joneses, but rather try and make yourself better to be better for you and your clients. So how do we develop ourselves in our own unique style? This is kind of how I wanted to kind of wrap things up after, you know, we are, we want to get to that point where we can sell that I do not, there's no one who competes with me because there's no one, I'm a unique talent and there's no one that can do what I do. And my name is Tom Hanks and you should hire me and give me lots of money. But how do we develop and improve and grow or whatever it takes to become that unique performer? I think it's very tricky because, and, and one of the reasons why I, I struggle with this, because you say you need to be who you are but you also shouldn't always just be who you are, right? Because because if we if we stay in that stagnant stagnant place, if we are who we are, then we've not we're not growing. So it it's very tricky to try and improve yourself in such a way, but not lose who you are. That's one of the things I I you know those of you who know me on a personal level, I struggle just with the idea of like fashion and and being forefront. I am a t-shirt, jeans, shorts type of person. 99% of the time, right? But when I'm doing an event and I need to dress up, I struggle with trying to be cutting edge and being fashionable. So I've learned for, looked for ways to make myself better and yet still be who I am. But even at that, I struggle because I see the other ones and I see people on TV and I see, you know, this is the look that everybody's using that you should look if you're wanting to be cutting edge. And it's like, I can't do that. I, I feel like I'm not me. So it, you, you have to look for ways that are within your window where you're looking to improve, not just saying it's just me and I can't do anything different. That's a whole other concept right there, Dan, about saying I can't do that in defeating yourself. Maybe you can. Not not saying that you can pull off a fashion look, but just saying, well, I can't do that. But if you tried, maybe, you know, it might be something else that that can be a thing right there. You believe in yourself enough to give something a try because we all see our, I, there's a quote that I've been hanging on for about two months now that we often see our present through the lens of our past. And that's not reality sometimes, you know, and that's a tough thing to accept, you know, like, like for me, it's being old. I literally DJ alongside guys that I'm the same age as their parents. They are my competition. They are everything. They're my friends too. Mm -hmm. But that's a tough thing to look at that they can take a picture from any angle and it looks good. And I've got to get that right <laughs> angle where I'm like, you know, <laughs> or, or like I've got to Photoshop that later, you know, sort of thing, you know, but it's, it's constant work. I think even if it's a little bit of work, you can never just stop. I bought, my mom said years ago, when you stop learning, you start dying. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a way of things to look at everything we do business wise, talent wise, 
uh, relativeness with music, relativeness with equipment, relativeness with uh, uh, things that are done at weddings now that aren't weren't done before at weddings or things that used to be done that aren't done now, um, that you have to be flexible and changeable or you're going to see a diminishing return constantly. I would definitely agree with that, uh, that flexible and adaptable sounds cooler than changeable. It's yeah, it's my words. I just pick words sometimes to make them up. But that again, that for me is my hardest thing because I, I don't like change of any sort whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I push myself constantly to get out and go places and do things. And, and it may look like, well, people all think, well, you're always out. You're always doing stuff. I'm pushing myself to, mm-hmm. because what I want to do is sit right here in the studio and forget the world exists for a couple of weeks. You know, I got enough food here. If I don't run out, I can have it delivered. I don't need the rest of the world. I've got enough in my head to keep myself busy for the rest of my life, but I'm not going to grow as a person. My business is not going to grow. Sure. And I, I think I'm going to stagnate in my happiness very quickly if I don't. And that's that's a part of success is how happy are you? You could be making money, having bookings right and left, but if you're unhappy, should you be doing that? And that that's a definitely definitely a, a topic for another night. If you're, I'm sorry, I just <laughs> if you're unhappy, <laughs> if you're unhappy, should you continue? Because there are very, like you said at the beginning of the night, a lot of very bitter, angry DJs. Because uh, for those, I don't even know if I should be going into this. We're almost out of time. But I had a guy hit me up about a month ago, and I shared it with John and Dan. uh, Like, how could you be a DJ? I've never heard of you before. And I'm like this whole long thing about, you know, like, I've never heard of you. And I'm like, well, I've never heard of you. You know, and he's telling me, like, how can you be a DJ? You know, you're, I've never heard. I'm like, what the freak are you doing, dude? And he was just bitter because he looked like a person who had been the same person for the past 30 years. He makes no attempt. His equipment. He just talked the other day on his. I saw him post something on his thing about the fact that he still does a party once a month where he uses all CDs. You know, if that makes you money, you're mm-hmm. successful, I guess. Yeah. yeah but but it, that's what you can't. You can't let someone beat you up because they're doing something different than you. You can't. I don't even know how to word it. Really, in a situation like that, especially yeah. if it's somebody, if it would be in your own in your market that would be doing something like that, that's their that's one way for them to deal with competition to a point. That's the bitter. That's where the I was bitter, going with the bitterness. This. The bitterness that yeah, if yeah. if you weren't able to be flexible with that, that kind of reaction can be your future from now on. Yeah, and that's not a healthy, not a healthy oh. thing. That that puts you down on my list as the somewhere between number five at depression and the declining of skills and abilities, which leads to the drinking problem, which leads to weight gain, which leads to old age, which leads to greater bitter, grumpy. Person. My first thought when I was reading what he was sending me was, "How drunk is he?" <laughs> See, because <laughs> it's like it was like seven. belligerent was a half an hour. Ago. <laughs> that was number seven. But I, I just want to take a second and encourage you, and then John's going to close us out for the night or whatever. I don't know what he's going to do, but you are stronger than you think you are to try things that you don't think you can try. If you want to advance and, and grow, you can. It may take some work, and it may take help from a friend, but don't ever say you can't. That's one of the things that I think you need to put into your vocabulary. You can say, I don't want to. That's acceptable. That's it's different. your choice. Mm-hmm. But 
I, I can't. Um, I believe you can. You again, you might need to ask for help, which is the thing I hate the most in the world. But hey, whatever. Um, so that's MJ, what I want to encourage you. Leave that encouragement MJ, for me. MJ, will you help me dress better? I think you, Dan. You could find because we a couple weeks ago we talked about wearing tennis shoes with dress clothes. I think you could find the right wear where because I saw a pair the other day that I'm like I should send these to Dan. That you Do can that. find the Do right that, pair. That's that's yeah. what I need help with. Right there. That, that would work. See, here's here's the thing that could change a lot. And again, say I'm not fashionable. I don't even care what you say. But the cut of the pants you have down near the shoe can change to where if you have a pair of tennis shoes and you have a certain cut that's bigger, it's going to make them look sloppy. But if you tailor it down to taper with your leg, that tennis shoe is going to look like a nice little fashionable accent at the bottom. So little things like that can change a lot where you might need help by a tailor to bring them in a little bit. And that could be the change of everything. None of you believe me. I can tell. And (laughs) then you would be able to, you'd be able to beat your competition. Well, you just, it's a way to make yourself comfortable and happy. You know, it doesn't, if you're not happy in those changes and you're beating your competition, what's the use of the changes if you're not happy and still beating the competition? That is true. You may the idea is to get both. You you may may look, uh, but if you can't be comfortable and enjoy yourself for what yeah. you do, you then you might as well be going and selling French fries. I'm just you know, kind of ding fries are done. Ding yeah. fries are. Yeah, hey, would you like a an apple pie with that, sir? Mmm, apple pie. Okay, well we're gonna wrap things up. <laughs> I got Dan to shake his head. <laughs> you got it. Uh, thank you guys for being with us tonight. Uh, up next is Hanging with Howie in the chill room, djntv.com slash chill. You guys can bounce out there. And I'm guessing I see both Howie and, and Brian in there. I'm hoping the guys kind of go. I'd, I'd like to hear a little bit more on Brian's thoughts. Uh, so maybe they might uh, add this as one of their topics tonight. Howie usually has a pretty good topic each uh, each Monday night for the chill room. But if they end up uh, doing a double session tonight, because uh, I'd like to hear uh, hear Brian's thoughts on this, because he's been uh, pretty pretty. Uh, Pretty spot on um, with uh, with what he's been talking about here and giving a neat perspective. So thank you. For those of you who are watching this in replay or watching it later and you weren't able to follow the live chat, that's your, you should be here on Monday nights because then you can follow along to what's going on in that chat room. There's some great stuff there uh, for sure. Again, djntv.com slash chill. Um, if you missed it earlier, uh, we ran. Our, we did our first interview. Mike uh, Cordero uh, is uh, going to be doing some interviews, industry interviews, and industry spotlights. And the first one went live tonight. Uh, he did the brother brothers band, uh, an alt uh, kind of an EDM band uh, that uh, has been uh, coming out of Ontario, Canada, I believe, is uh, where they're they're um, out in that neck of the woods. Uh, it's kind of a, kind of a fun little interview. You guys can b- bounce out and check that out uh, just out on our YouTube channel youtube.com slash distracting news you can find that and check that out and then tomorrow night we've got uh uh the the tuesday night music show and then i think we're going to stream how we yeah we've got we've got stuff coming to you uh monday tuesday wednesday this week uh, on the channel so just hang out and check those out on youtube so i think we're good all right well, on that note, thank you very much for taking time out of your night to join us. Hopefully you realized your competition, who isn't your competition, who might be your competition. Yeah, just go rewatch the show again, all right? Yeah, and be Have successful. Have a good one. We'll see you next time. Right. Bye.